Tyler, permission to speak freely. Porsche, Chief. This is the Navy. We're commanding officers a mighty and terrible thing. Man to be feared and respected. All-knowing, all-powerful. Don't you dare say what you said to the boys back there again. I don't know. Those three words will kill a crew. Dead as a death charge. You're the skipper now. And the skipper always knows what to do, whether he does or not. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 144, and today we are talking about U571. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Soup at Sea Jemison. Ahoy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Joe, the last time Radio Shack was relevant, Protokovich. Am I that old? Oh. <laughs> no, just Radio Shack hasn't been relevant since 1944. Uh, I know. Mm. Burn. I, uh, I still buy stuff from Radio Shack. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, actually, I bought a whole bunch of batteries from them not too long ago because they were on sale. And Sam, <laughs> do your job, sailor. Vector. It's. It's very the Sean shon erred toten, the smutt boy the klein wrote kofruk. Should I bleep any of that? <laughs> Nine. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. Because uh, I don't want to have to translate it and find out that you just said a bunch of F words and I don't want to have to go <laughs> back and bleep there, it. There was no cussing in German Thank in you. that. There was uh, no scheiza or a f- or anything like that. Do I need to bleep that now? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I speak a little German, and uh, you might need to <laughs> might need to bleep one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't speak any German, but I would if I were you. <laughs> no. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Sam, it's good to have you back, pal. Uh, yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. Oh. That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> drop F-bombs. Thank you. Uh, no, so I, I I did it in German. You did it in German. See, I don't know. The thing is, is that because it was, it, though it was in German, but it didn't. I don't know. I'm just gonna bleep it anyway. Um, yeah, probably safer though. <laughs> so let's pull up the captain's chair and dive into this movie. Ha! Dive in. It worked again. Yeah. So uh, this is takes me to 200. Um, any, We're just doing 150 now. Oh no, no. It was it was funny. There's a moment in the movie. Speaking of that very thing, Sam, where. Yeah. Um, he says, take us to uh, 200. What does he say? Take us to 100 meters or something like that. Yeah, I think so. And then he's like, that's over 150 feet for the people at home, that uh, for dumb that Americans doesn't... at home that don't know conversion. <laughs> uh, he, he might as well have just looked at the camera and said that. Yeah. That's fine. Broke um, the fourth wall. Yeah, a little that bit. Awesome. It would have been great. Uh, this is 2000's U571 starring your... Matthew McConaughey. I know people. <sighs> I totally forgot the other person was in this, by the way. Bill Paxton. Didn't I mention that last week? That he's your favorite guy? 
Me too. He is Thank the God worst. I'm glad somebody, I took a note on that that said, I hate Bill Paxton. <laughs> he's horrible. And almost every single thing he's in is just a, he's a tool. Yeah, he kind yeah. of is. Is that right, bra? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to have it ready to go, um, and I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, here. Uh. Hey, bra. There you go. So. Yeah, see, he, that movie would have been great except for him. Uh, oh, it's still a pretty good movie. Though. He actually made, I think he made the movie better because he made, uh, as, as a character, we we kind of felt bad for him and hated him at the same time. Mm. Anyway. But hated him first. Yeah, mostly hated him because he's a douche. Um, Did we hated him, hated him, hated him? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but. Uh, where is it? Oh, did, did oh wait, we're already digging. Then in I would have hated, would have hated, hated, hated it. But <laughs> what were you talking about there, Andrew? In the butt, yes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> we'll have to get something. Unfortunately, uh, JP hasn't said anything crazy. Oh, so sorry. So. Uh, I'm I'm going on like this is normal. So uh, JP uh, Joe Protokovich, he uh, is my brother-in-law. He is my my wife's brother. And, He's never been on an uh, U-boat. Uh, he has not been on a, a U-boat. Um, no, uh, I'm not a U-boat. I've been on a submarine, but not a U-boat. Um, but it was like was it yellow? No, it wasn't. Uh, no, I was Did down in uh, it was a Charleston, South Carolina, where you can go when you're in the Boy Scouts, and you can go and you can stay on the. Uh, Where's uh, that in Charleston? I know they've uh, got the Yorktown. The, yeah, it's yeah. the USS Yorktown. It's the aircraft Seriously? carrier. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking Wilmington. That's where I was on the big battleship. Yeah, that's I'm the USS that, North uh, Carolina. I'm yeah. doing that this this April with your with your son. Yeah, he's in Scouts. We're going to sleep on the boat. Whatever that's, that. Oh, have entails. fun. Cool. Yeah. So so just Andrew, just a heads up. Um, Is it hot? Uh, I don't remember that. What I remember, well, April, it won't be hot. But what I remember is that the first night they do a fire drill. They always do a fire drill the first night. Um, at least that was my recollection of it. And other people have told me that. So it's literally like the moment you get in bed and you're, because you're going to be exhausted after that first day and you're going to get in bed and then they're going to hit that fire alarm and the bunk is about six inches above you <laughs> unless you're on the oh. top bunk and then it's the bulkhead. Right, mm-hmm. so, and the the bunks are like four or five deep, um, so like if you're on the bottom bunk, you're like one inch off the ground. It's pretty crazy, um, but but they are docked at the uh, Yorktown is the USS I think Bofin, which is a World War II submarine, and you can tour that as well, which I did. Cool. Uh, anyway, sorry. So if you live near Charleston, listeners, go check that out sometime. It's actually a pretty cool a little uh, little thing. I think they have the, where you can. You can do the automated tour where you get the you pay the couple bucks and you get the thing in your ear. But Dude, that was, I'd totally do that. Next time that, I'm down there, I'm going to do it. That was years ago. They probably have it now on your iPhone. Like you you know download yeah. an app and you can. Oh, they have real real sailors follow you around and, and whisper in your ear. <laughs> that's even better. Um, <laughs> you see, hey. that's where people slept. <laughs> that's where I slept. <laughs> do you want to go in and lay down? Oh, for five dollars is... extra, you can get like beer smell on their breath. All right, yeah, yeah. I want the real authentic sailor. For another five bucks, they'll swear at you. What the hell is happening here? Ooh, I don't know. I was kind of digging it though. Is that an autoplay on some stupid website you're looking at? Holy cow! What was that? At least she wasn't breathing deep. Okay. Anybody there? What's going on? Sorry, I have no idea. Oh Lord, 
I went to some sort of website and it like <laughs> exploded in my ears. Oh, do you, you need an adult now? Some sort of dance music or something. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, I had to. Swedish techno. I need new underwear. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, okay, while I go change, I'll be right back. All right, yes, that's a good idea. Sam's computer actually is going to reboot. But my point was is that so JP is my brother-in-law and he is filling in for Corny for the last time. This actually it will be the last time, JP. Um, until there's a next time, which I'm sure there will be. I was um, gonna say I was about to be upset about the whole last time, like damn, used, abused, kicked to the curb. No, no, I'm sure there'll be another time or two when uh, somebody needs a, a a week off for various reasons. Um, so we'll uh, we'll bring you up from the bullpen. Uh, but in the meantime, um, uh, while Sam's computer reboots as it does every night uh, at this time, um, has anyone seen this movie before? Oh yes. Yeah. I have. I, I had never seen it. I can't remember when Sam gets back. We'll ask him. Um, so you 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 were you were watching this through Virgin Eyes. So I'm really interested to see uh, your take on that. So what is your kind yeah. of your initial thoughts, sir? Would you want to know what the movie's about? Oh, first? please, yes. What is U five seven one? Surely it's not the combination of somebody's locker. What is what is U five seven one? All right. A German submarine is boarded by disguised American submariners trying to capture their Enigma cipher machine. Submariners? You say submariners instead of submariners? That's what I meant to say. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. I, uh, think, I think it works. <laughs> submariners, yes. Yeah, okay. Submariners sounds like an old washed-up football player. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, this is the first time I saw it. And it was uh, not what I was expecting. I honestly expected the film to be pretty bad, but I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Um, I don't know how historically accurate, if it is at all. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go into uh, depth, uh, depth uh, to detail about that. Uh, my guess is probably not, but uh, I did enjoy it. I, I thought some of it might have been a little far-fetched as to the accuracy of uh, what happened with some of their uh, torpedoes and different firing mechanisms that they might have had. But uh, I did enjoy it. It was kind of an action shoot 'em up flick that I didn't expect. I kind of expected it to be more uh, like, uh, what's the one we just watched with uh, Bumblebee Tuna? Oh, uh, and, and, um, Independence Day. No, Imitation Game. Imitation Game. I expected it to be more almost informational uh, <laughs> and less of an action flick, but I, but I liked it. You know, I enjoyed uh, spending some time in this compact little space with these uh, brooding and somewhat confused men. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, JP. Uh, I, I just, it's World War Two. I mean, it's just this fascination with, I mean, you look at modern day war versus war back then. I mean, literally, they were sitting in a tin can waiting. And you just hope that the captain called out the right numbers and that the guy dialed them in right. And I mean, I mean, it, like at the one point when the torpedo like literally deflects off the side, I mean, I can't, I, you just when you get wrapped up in a character and you put yourself in his position, I mean, like, I, I can't imagine 
what it would be like. I mean, first of all, like you said, you're down there with all these sweaty dudes. I'm pretty sure there's no AC. I mean, you're lucky you got oxygen down there. And it's just, I can't think of one positive thing to say about being in a submarine in World War II. Right. So it's it it's interesting to it's just it's it's interesting to see. I mean they're they're running on diesel engines and they're trying to be quiet and they're getting pinged and I mean you can hear the ping and you're just hoping that they're not pinging you and then they're dropping depth charges and all you can do is just wait and hope that your ship doesn't crumple. I mean it's just it's fascinating to me. Right on. Not I to mention it. <laughs> Not to mention you're stuck in this tin can with Matthew McConaughey, who doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, gross. Or underwear. Ooh. Or underwear, yeah. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Oh, that's gross. Um, sorry, I was waiting for... Uh, I'm stalling now, waiting for Sam to come back. Um, so, uh, I think he's back. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> So I have seen this movie, 2000s, uh, 2000s, U571, uh, year 2000. In the year 2000. Um, Sam, you back? I am back. All right. We've Sam, literally did changed. Sam, he did it. He he stalled long enough that now you have to tell before Sean tells if he liked the movie or not. <laughs> <laughs> he literally held out and wouldn't tell. I mean, he was just on the verge and then, oh, look, Sam's oh, back. Sam's I mean, here. Like, you know, sure. so I've already had to. I've already had to give mine without. So I, I can't. You know, we're stuck. We're stuck, man. Yeah. So it's your turn now, Sam. Your initial. Have you seen this before, Sam? Um, have I seen this before? Yeah, a little while ago. Um, I hadn't seen this since. But you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, submarine movies. Mm. I, I enjoy them, and uh, you know, Mr. McConaughey wasn't the typical McConaughey uh, that we've grown to know. Basically, the, the the pothead type McConaughey wasn't really in this movie all that much. All um, right, all right. He exactly. Didn't grow the, he, yeah. he hadn't grown the mustache yet. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, after watching, um, not Inception. What did we watch? Like, Imitation Game. Mm-hmm. And under understanding and and knowing the importance of the Enigma machine and what it meant to the Allies, I was really interested in, to figure out, you know how they got the Enigma machine. And I thought, oh, yeah, now we're going to watch U571. We're going to figure out how they get it. And, you know, kind of our bookend submarine slash World War II code breaking is going to make sense. But the more I looked into it, the more mad I got at this movie that it's complete and utter nonsense. (laughs) This movie, you know, they're like, they say it's based on real life, you know, based on a true story. Yes, but it's like, this is like the third Enigma machine that they got, and they're talking about how important it was in the movie when it really wasn't in real life, since they already had, they already had the Enigmas to begin with. Right. So it's. But they didn't have this one. This one was waterproof. <laughs> this, this must have been a very special one, right? This is the one that had the English subtitles. Um, yeah, this one you know, was salt waterproof, nonetheless. Yeah. So that kind of made me mad to begin and i guess i shouldn't have really done my research while the movie was happening yeah <laughs> it really turned me off to the movie in terms of, of accuracy historical accuracy but take that out of the equation and the whole idea of these guys having to abandon their own ship and drive around a pretty much crappy little u-boat um since they almost blew it to hell to begin with 
you know, it was fun. It was a fun little story. I enjoyed it. Of course, people drown. Everybody drowns in these submarine movies. Um, and, you know, there's always depth charges and people staring into the, uh, into the distance waiting for things to blow up around them. Um, it, it's just interesting. It's an interesting story, and I, I, I like the way they crafted it. Um, the, the only big qualm I have with, other than historical accuracy, when they, when they abandon the U-boat, and they're in the river left, rife left, rife, life raft, raft <laughs> and they start paddling. And I'm like, why are they wasting their energy paddling this thing? They're just going to be adrift in the middle of the Atlantic for quite some time. Right. And then like the next scene, they're like laying down in the boat, like half dead. And you know, the plane flies overhead. And I was like, see, see, you would have been much better off had you not tried to row to Greenland. Now, wait a minute. Not only did they, not only did they row, but they turned it around first yes. like they yeah, knew like they the direction they were heading in <laughs> well i mean if the sun is up then i guess they know when which direction to go we go north yeah <laughs> oh, but, so, so but, you gotta wait till the, the star comes up but, before but, you can go north but yeah you know if i wasn't into history sure this movie's fun and exciting yeah but since i'm halfway into world war ii history and and kind of like that kind of stuff it really makes me mad when they give credit where credit really isn't due Is that your throw to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was Sorry, waiting. I'm, I didn't I'm, know if you were taking a breath, but... Um, so, yeah. So, uh, U571, I, of course, own this on DVD, but, you know, what movie from this era didn't I own? Um, I haven't seen it in years, and I mean years, and do I think it holds up? Eh, some parts do, some parts don't. All right? The, the destroyer at the end of the movie blowing up, that looked fake as shit. I mean, it looked yes, bad. It like 1980s graphic painting on film bad, right? Uh-huh. But um, but other than that, I mean, I guess, you know, the, 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 the effects of being underwater and watching the depth charge blow and kind of rattling the ship and watching the, the ship kind of shudder from that, I thought that was actually pretty well done and um, pretty cool. Uh, I like the fact that they had actual boats. They got an actual German submarine uh, to film on and in some. Uh, so I liked a lot, a lot of the the sets were pretty cool, and the fact that they were able to uh, to get an actual boat and have it you know swim around in the ocean a while was, I think, was a pretty cool thing. Whether they and I think they were actually able to get it to dive, which was pretty cool. So as far as the historical That's inaccuracy, putting water in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as the historical inaccuracies, um, we can we will we can talk about that in a minute because I want to because I feel like we need to apologize for this movie uh, in a way, and by we I mean Americans and Hollywood. Uh, but with that being said, as far as just the movie itself goes, I had fun with it. I kind of like, you know, I I know I've talked on the show many times. I love submarine movies. I love the the. You're isolated. You know, you're in this, you know, like Andrew said, this tin can, and it's um, uh, some of it's luck, some of it's, um, you know, you're at the hands of the engineers, you know, the people that built the boat, and uh, I mean, the only reason why they survived, seriously, the only reason why they survived is that the German boat that they sh- they fought, the German U-boat that they fought, hit the S-33 first and killed most of the German prisoners, by the way. And then, so good job, Germans, you're killing your own. 
And then the fact that they just missed and that torpedo kind of ricocheted off the hull and then McConaughey's torpedo hit, right? I mean, it wasn't that he was a better shot. He was just luckier, um, I think, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not too far off in that, right? I mean, they, that's the way it was back then. You just aimed and hoped as opposed to like modern era where torpedoes can home in and there's, you know, countermeasures and stuff like that. So I, I you got dolphins nowadays too. Yeah, you yeah, sure. Explosives to them and yeah, just set them I mean, off. I've I've played Battleship before, and that shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst there's is a lot in, of missing in the in Battleship. The worst is in Axis and Allies when you're playing that, and the submarine dives, and you're like, "Damn it, I missed with my planes. Now I got to waste a turn." Well, yeah. they only roll a one. Yeah. Well, that's only in no two. They roll two for attack. Just, anyway, I thought matter. it was one. No, transport's offended. Anyway, no one cares. <laughs> for my exes yeah, and allies... Let's, let's talk about the EA. Yeah, yeah. Hold yeah, on, I'll push my glasses back up. Yeah. yeah. yeah for my exes and allies podcast, tune in to Dom's uh, Which is a fantastic board game, but anyway. Um, so, do we want to go there with the historical inaccuracies? Because Andrew had not seen this, and you said, Andrew, you, said, you felt like this was pretty not accurate, right? Right, right. I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie... For what it was, yeah. but I don't believe in any of it. <laughs> right. So the Americans did at one point capture a German U-boat. It wasn't U-571. It was U-550 or something like that. doesn't matter. They did do that, and they did capture an Enigma machine. But that mm. didn't happen until 1944, three years after uh, Cumberbatch mm. had already broken Enigma. So... It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Now, in fairness, the Americans didn't know that, right? The The British didn't tell. I would Very doubt. Very true. That. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I doubt that so the, the... Americans are still trying to do what the British did three years prior. Right. Basically. And, yeah, and I doubt that the British, I mean, you saw how tight-lipped they were in that movie, and mm-hmm. and I think it was probably maybe even more so. So I doubt that the British shared that information for fear of it getting out. Should we tell the Americans... No, shut up and drink your brandy. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Winston Churchill came back. Oh, he needs to make some appearances. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so what, but what this movie is supposedly representing is actually a British sub uh, that does an assault on a, on a ship and takes one of the first Enigma. Now, the first machine they got was from Polish intelligence, which they say in the imitation game in 1938. Uh, but in 1941, when I think they say this is part, when the, this part of the war happens, that was in fact true, that a, a British submarine did in fact um, uh, uh, capture a German U-boat and take an Enigma machine. But I don't think they disguised themselves as a German U-boat and did all the subterfuge and they wouldn't have time. I mean, mm-hmm. in order to, to make a boat look like a different boat, that takes days. Um, and they made it seem like they did it in they half an hour. They had some cardboard cutouts that they put up top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cardboard quick, works real quick well. Boys, go, go get the cardboard. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sketch it out. So, Although, you know, you, you say that, you know, this was an American ship or, you know, these were Americans that should have been British. Yeah. Aren't there a lot of British actors that are like, playing American parts. I know like half the cast of Walking Dead are British. Uh, Isn't uh, Superman British? He uh, he's, Is he British or is he Irish? 
I think he might be British. Yeah, so... Um, so, Turner Brown is fair game. Uh, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> we Americans have been doing that for a while. I'm going to blame Hollywood, other than it's not the four of us in this room or on this podcast have anything to do with it. Um, you know, Hollywood's been doing that for years. But I'll say this simply that um, yeah, they basically yeah. took what a British, actual British sailors did and then yeah. took credit for it in this movie. And the only reason why, if, if you guys watch to the credits, in this movie where they say, at the end of the movie, they say that the three other times when Enigma machines were taken and they were done by uh, British Navy. British. Mm-hmm. That was because when this movie came out in theaters, the British literally, like, the, the Navy was like, wait a minute, this is not true. Like, those are our men who died doing this thing. You need to, you need to make that correction. So that's why they threw that at the end, literally because of pressure from the Navy, from the British Navy. Um, so what kind of pressure can the British Navy do to us? Well, anyway. they're like, yeah, our fish and chips are sour. <laughs> uh, to, to our <laughs> British listeners, Sam is just an <laughs> asshole. So please ignore him. We, we do love you. Our cousins to the, uh, across the pond. Yes, uh, we're yes. oppressors for years. Uh, I'm no gynecologist, but I know a cunt when I see one. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> Should I bleep that too? You're gonna uh, have to bleep that one out too, I think. Oh man, what's wrong with you, Churchill? You got a potty mouth. Oh, you're my bad. <laughs> Sam can at least blame it on the meds, but jeez, oh. Andrew's gonna blame it on scotch or something or the brandy. Scotch. The brandy. It's got to be the brandy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, the boil it boils down to to uh to our, our British listeners. We're sorry that we like to, uh, we Americans, we Hollywood like to take yeah, we like to take credit for everything. Um, I will say this about World War II. Uh, I love studying it. I've read many books on it, and one of my history professors in college, um, he learned history from when he was doing his doctoral uh, from a, a gentleman who lived the war, who was uh, he was British. And he says, at the start of the war, when he entered it in 1940, he said, uh, he was in Africa during the African campaign. And he said, I stood there with a, with a troop of uh, soldiers from Canada on my left and a troop of soldiers from Australia on my right and a troop of Indian, you know, from India, you know, troops behind me. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt the weight of the British Empire in my in, around me, and I was in awe of it. By 1945, when we were invading Germany, I was sitting in a jeep, being followed by a Sherman a Sherman tank with P-51 Mustangs flying overhead, eating a can of corned beef from Hormel, New Jersey. He said, clearly, the power had shifted to America. So. Um, I'm not saying we won the war. I'm just saying, obviously, the United we States. We won the war. We had a lot to do with it, and things like that. So, um, but we love you, England. To our British listeners, you guys are awesome. So keep listening, uh, please, because <laughs> you're our <laughs> only listeners. Um, the director of this fine film, Jonathan Mastow, has done such films as this one. And he did the next movie he did was Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, which is arguably the worst one 
Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But also based on the true story, right? It is all, yeah, it's all, uh, it's all true. And then he did a movie in 09 called Surrogates with, um, with your Bruce Willis and some other people. And basically the idea is that people have become so paranoid that they have these robot surrogates that live their days that they like. It's like Avatar, basically. They have these avatars. At the walk around and do stuff for them, and it's got uh, a lot of good people in it, and it's a it's fine. It's a fine movie. It's not great. It's fine. So anyway, other than that, that's kind of it. He did an episode of The Last Ship, and now he's doing something called Hunter's Prayer, um, which is got Sam Worthington, speaking of Avatar, and a bunch of other people I've never heard of. So. Uh, in fact, there are no... An assassin helps a young woman avenge the death of her family. Well, that sounds super original. Just like every other movie I've ever heard of. Um, yep, there you go. So, uh, this movie financially did pretty well. Budget of $62 million. It grossed uh, in the U.S. $77 million. Anybody want to guess what the worldwide guess? Worldwide? 190 190 Oh, was it right? No, it's 127. Oh, but still, man, it made some money. So you know, people are like, "Hey, Matthew McConaughey, who is this guy? He's kind of weird. He's got a strange accent." And uh, I'll say this: Harvey Keitel is my favorite part of the movie. Anybody else kind of get that vibe from him, or no? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of like Billy Joel. I mean, not Billy Joel. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, as the dude that <laughs> took the uh, the piece of metal to the face. Yeah. Oof. Uh. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um. So, JP, we've had on this show this uh, from ever since episode like what 101, when we did Dark Man, we've had this kind of idea that whenever there's a character or a thing uh, idea introduced in a movie and then it just disappears without any kind of well, hey, what happened to that? We just refer to it as the Hopping Man. From Dark Man, where there was a guy who literally <laughs> was on one leg in the first half of the movie, and then he just was never in the rest of the movie. So the major Matthew Coonan, the David Keith uh, character, he was the mil- the Marine guy. What happened to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one was he? He oh. was the guy who. Um, uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh yeah. I'm talking about like he was there, and then they did the you know the you know the the boarding of the U-boat, and then he was gone. Now, <laughs> I and I, so I put it in my notes like, what happened to him? Well, then I read later on in the trivia that he actually they filmed a scene of him dying, but they couldn't get the CGI to work, so they dropped the scene. But so I, we just are led to believe he died in the. Oh wait, did he? Get on the enemy ship? No, he uh, he was back on the S thirty three when it got blown up. But like we okay, don't, we so we're just led to believe he died on there. Yeah, but it's just one of those things. that's weird. Um, this movie won an Oscar. Do you guys know that? I mean, Which were look, they not alert? Sound you think they would have been more alert? They knew that they were racing to this boat, and it's like, oh, we got there first. <laughs> Shit. Well, let's take our time. Like. No big deal. And then all of a sudden, there's a torpedo heading in another direction, and the guy just stands there like, oh, man. 
Yeah, uh, that was yeah. Uh, you're one hundred percent right, JP. I I thought the exact same thing. Like, why wouldn't you have the other radio guy? Right. Let's say you have only one radio guy. Fine, but couldn't you have a backup radio guy just on the hydrophone, constantly listening for another boat? Because right. Because like you know oh, they're coming. Yeah, they're like we estimate him to be an hour away. That's an estimate. Why don't you hurry the hell up and get out of there? Like. No, you're right. It was, uh, so this is, you know, what happens when people make bad decisions in movies. It just pisses me off. Um, I didn't know Sauron made an um, appearance in this movie, but apparently the Great Red Eye was the intro to this movie. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, I like movies that have letterbox and put some of the text on the black. I thought that was, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. Makes it easier to read. Um, it's also super convenient that the, the destroyer that attacked U-571 dropped its depth charges and then just left. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to drop 10 and then leave. Because they came to the surface and that thing was gone. Was oh, like, yeah. Hey, well, why didn't, the, that, why didn't the Germans do that when Matthew McConaughey was the captain? But anyway. Maybe they're running out of low on fuel. I mean, that's very possible. But Or how about like... The German boat that sank the boat that we, uh, the 33 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like, why didn't they radio when they saw them and go, oh, oh shit, the Americans are here? You know, like, would that have ruined everything? I mean, why didn't they radio back to headquarters or well, whatever? You, you have to surface to radio. That's true. So they were probably afraid to surface because then you're kind of an easier target, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever. Um, I love Kaitel. Sorry, that was like my third time I wrote that. He's great. Um, oh, and, I, and like my fourth note is, hey, it's Sam's favorite man. So <laughs> I've done this on the show before when I, there's something that happens in the movie and I, I question its validity, but I have to um, research it because I know Sam will argue me if I don't. <laughs> so I would never argue with you. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't argue on this show ever, every night. Um, and I was curious about when when McConaughey's got the 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 U five seven one, and they take it down to it was a two hundred meters, right? And they're like, "That's crushed depth." So I was like, "I want to know what's the deepest a boat's ever gone. Like, is that physically possible?" And I did some digging for about 15 minutes, so it's not like I was really into the research. But I found a couple of sites that had links to other sites where it was um, like journals of German U-boat captains. And one, during an exercise uh, due to malfunction and human error, accidentally went to 300 meters. And once they – because they're, they're – um, their gauge thingy wasn't working. And then literally, like, they thought they were only at, like, 200, and all of a sudden the thing kicked over and was like, hey, we're at 300, and the boat was, like, starting to collapse, and they did an emergency blow, and then they were able to get up and survive. So <laughs> those boats were rated, actually, to go to 300 meters, um, which is crazy to think, but... Uh-huh. Um, but on the other hand, too, this boat that they were in was surfaced because it was totally trashed. I mean, the depth charges hit, they had to come up, and yet McConaughey and his crew were able to totally turn this boat around and make it 100% usable again, 
Well, I wouldn't say 100%. I mean, half of the, the engine only worked, right? Only one engine worked. Well, and the, yeah, the, well, yeah, I guess it was the diesel. They, and the one guy did say, like, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. I right. can fix this diesel engine. So he did get that up and running. No, no, he didn't say they didn't know what the hell they were doing. He said, Portside diesel is the good news. Where the crowd's head wrenching on didn't know a piston head from his sister's titty. I think I can fix it. That's what he said. Yeah, uh, and that was that was fantastic too. <laughs> it was great. It the, made heavy, me laugh. the heavy breathing helped. Um, I I think uh, the main reason why I think that the Germans had to surface was because the 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 engine room was on fire, right? Like mm-hmm. it killed all the mechanics, right? Um, and um, all the engineers, whatever you call them, mechanics, and they surfaced because the boat was on fire. Um. Uh, but they did have, I mean, the guy did say, the German did say, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, juice in the battery where he literally says in German, that's enough to dive and move around a little bit. So basically letting us know that that's going to happen they can, a Yeah, little they bit, can still move around a little bit. And yeah. that's going to happen a little while, and that's the justification. Um, so, Andrew, you saw this for the first time. I'm going to ask you something. Did you realize that the German that they captured was the captain? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't for years. You didn't? No. You didn't recognize him? It it was probably the blue eyes. It was the hat that threw it off. Well he had his he had his what Paddington, else have we seen Paddington him, Bear I, hat. I recognized that that Oh, you should definitely act. recognize that guy. Um he was, was it Paddington Bear, I think. No. He was he would later go on to act in something else. Wait. Um, yeah. sorry. Titanic. Oh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. No, he's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He's Baron Wolf Wolfgang von Strucker. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Are you gonna have to bleep that later? No, I'm I'm okay <laughs> on that one. He was also in Wanted. He played Cross. And the pianist. That's where I remember him. Oh, ooh, I might have to bleep that. Yeah. Um. He was yeah. also in King Kong. Oddly, King Kong, that's right. He was the, the captain. The captain, yeah. <laughs> Typecast. Well, then he's yeah. Oh, he was freaking um, Blade too. He was Damaskinos. He's the freaking bad guy, the main bad guy. The the head I didn't vampire. Recognize him. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's, he's all <laughs> weird. Oh my gosh, he, didn't he was his, he didn't have his fangs on. He was in Cars too as Professor Z. Mm. <laughs> I knew I recognized him from somewhere. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> 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 I think he was also Papa Smurf. Was he? No, that's cool. Good yeah. So anyway, he was in something called Green Sales. Talk about typecast. Come on now. Anyway, um, yeah, it was probably shoot. It might have been this viewing where I was like, oh, that's the captain. I don't know why, because like every other German they showed on the boat had facial hair, so I I was having a hard time distinguishing them. I'm sorry, racist. I know. Um, speaking of which, like, I was, I was, I was thinking, you know, when he's talking about like putting the dead guy in the tube and shooting him out, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they just take the German and put him in the tube alive and shoot him out? You know what I'm saying? Like, come that, on now. That's, that's cruel and unusual punishment. And we Americans are better than that. That's what the movie's trying to tell you. Germans are bad. <sighs> Americans Cheney. are good. I'm I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's what the movie is saying. I mean, the movie went out of its way to prove to us that the Germans are bad. 
Like, oh, look, Your there's hope. all these survivors. Oh, well, we better shoot them because we we have to. You know, I mean, and and that probably did happen in war, but you know, the movie went out of its way to make to remind us that Germans are bad and Americans are good and Matthew McConaughey is the man to lead us. Though I've forgotten that the first hour of this movie was Oh, Matthew's not ready to be a captain. Oh, darn. He's going to be the youngest captain. He wants to be <laughs> he wants to command battleships, but he's not ready and he's not ready to make the hard decision, which is like smacking you in the face of foreshadowing. You're not ready to make the hard decision. You're not ready to make the hard decision. Well, you're not ready. Why? Well, cuz you're not ready to make the hard decision. Hmm. I bet he's going to make a hard decision later on in this movie. Yep. That was the very well, first thing that I thought when I saw it. I thought, "Okay, he's going to end up being the captain of a ship, and he's going to have to, you know, either choose the, between the life of one of his uh, seamen or, <laughs> or uh, you know, make another tough choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, and how about the, how about the fact that like it was Bill Paxton who made the decision, right? And then all of a sudden, like two or three times before they get on this boat, he's like. You still need to be my man. You still need to be like you need to still be my bitch. I need you to to be the best bitch that you can be because I didn't give you that boat, but I still need you to make the right decisions. And he said it like two or three times before they even got on the boat. I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I want following me in there, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like that that like that I don't know what it is. Is it like a coworker that pisses you off because he did something wrong, but then spends the next three weeks going, Hey man, we good? We good? Like, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> leave me the hell alone. We're fine, right? I've long since give, forgiven you for it. It's the same thing. Yeah. No, we good, right? We good? Yeah. Anyway, dumb. Um, dude wasn't asked, but he died. Like, that sucks. Oh, yeah, the freaking uh, Mazzoli dude. Like, he was kind of an ass and whatever, but I hate that he died. He, I kind of liked him. He was kind of growing on me. Um and my gosh, the German prisoner, why would you just have him hanging out at engineering? Like, oh, yeah, let's put him in the engine bay. So Nothing dumb. could go wrong there. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, on a ship where you're supposed to stay silent, you know, if, yeah. if anything should happen, you know, of course he's going to do Morse code on the wall. Well, not even that. I'm you talking know. about when he was just hanging there with his hands up on, the, on that, that steel beam, whatever, and he kicked Tank in the face. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, Molly. Um,. That was the I'm sound ups, it made when he I'm kicked ups, him. Yeah. Yeah, when he kicked Tank in the face, that's what he made. I'm upstairs and she still barks. Nice. I, it's just crazy. Um, but no, like the uh, the part that was really kind of not real to me was that when they, they picked him up, right, and then Kaitel is out there going, what are you? And the guy says, he, he makes the noise like he's an electrician. All right, fine. He's a, he lies, right? He's an electrician. What? So then... Why wouldn't you then take, once things had kind of calmed down, which things kind of calmed down, why wouldn't you interrogate the hell out of that guy? Right. Who are you? Like, get your German weird dude, uh, yeah. Hirsch, over there with his big wrench and be like, who are you? No. What were you doing? What were your orders? Crush a like, few fingers. Like, you know. I'm not saying torture him, but I'm saying you interrogate him. You find out. And then it just it just seems such a... An inconvenience in front, not an inconvenience, it just seemed like that's not the right word. A lack of effort on their part, on McConaughey and everybody else's part, to figure out who this guy was. Now, at one point in the script, I read this, I can't remember if I put it in trivia or not, but McConaughey is hanging out in the captain's quarters and sees the guy's picture and goes, Hey, look, that's the captain. But crap, like, 
I feel like they should have talked to him instead of just hung him out to dry with Tank in the engine room. Right, but okay, so how how about when they're in the boats, and they're in the two boats, and it's raining, and they're coming up on there, and the kid who speaks German is, like, frozen, right? Like, he's not talking, and he's not saying anything, and they're like, yo, you got to say something, you got to say something. Well, then he says, like, whoa, we're all electric, we're all mechanics and we're gonna have this boat fixed and ready in no time then the other two guys start spouting out german like it's fluent for them too like why like i guess because the kid was scripted to say he was the only one who could have talked at that moment well i think i think hirsch uh the taller dude right hirsch um was the only one that everyone knew spoke german and that the kid winced no one knew that he spoke german and he was scared that if the other his his men, the other guys, found out he spoke German that he, they, they would hate him, right? Well, no, yeah, but I got that. But like, if there were other people there who spoke German, because then, like I said, then they started speaking to the Germans fluently. Why didn't they just speak up? No, why there is the there is no they. There is no they. There's Hirsch and Wentz. Those are the only two that spoke German. So Hirsch, being this military intelligence book nerd who has never been in any real danger in his life is now faced with Germans with machine guns and he froze. He just had a, he had a moment of, he froze. And so then Wentz speaks up because somebody needed to. And then that's when he kind of broke out of it and was like, Oh wait, I have things that I should say. And then he overacts and whatever. But it was just the two of them. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like, they, like, why did they depend on the kid so much? Like, if the other guy could speak German, why didn't he just speak German? Well, why did they again, have to that, wait for the kid to say something? I, I think that was the point was they were trying to make is that Hirsch is this, you know, nerd, right? This, this you know, CIA, I just write books for the CIA, right, um, kind of guy. And he was never faced with danger, and so he just froze. That's why, because, like, McConaughey was like, dude, say something, say something. He, you know, kept nudging him, say something, and. And then he he just froze. I think that's what it was. I mean, uh, that's that was what I was getting from it. Um, has to pick some uh, ship exploding was bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, trope: the hero isn't ready. Trope: hero forced to be ready. Trope: and the commander doesn't have respect as a commander. Trope. Um, and it takes him doing something crazy, which just happens to work. In order to get the respect of his crew, so you know, trope, 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 which is fine. Um, anything else we need to hammer out about this movie before I do clip? Did we clips? mention how bad Bill Paxton sucks? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, is it is it bad? I smile a little bit when they're like, "Hey, look, it's Captain Face blow up out there." <laughs> his face was all like, burnt. Yay! He, like loses it everything kind of guy. I mean, like when he's like. If this goes south, I'm going to blow that Nazi boat up. And I mean, like, he didn't sound badass at all. I mean, it was just, like, just horrible. He's just yeah. not a hard-ass captain don't, of a boat. I, I just don't think he's a good actor. All right, so I'm, I'm actually on Bill Paxton's. I want to I go here for just a minute because we, we didn't really get a chance to go here the last time we had him on uh, uh, the movie, the, the thing, where... What movie did we do? Friggin' um, not Snake Eyes, um, Nightcrawler. Um, so movies that he's been in that we care about, right? Like, yeah, he was in Terminator as Punk Leader, and he was in Commando as Intercept Officer. 
The first movie that he was in that I cared about was Aliens, and he was Private Hudson. And all he did the whole movie was, game over, man. It's game over. We're going to die. You know, so all he does is whine, right? So he was fine in that movie because he, he can do that well, right? He can whine and be a bitch well. Um, uh, Predator 2, again, all he did, he basically was the same thing in Predator 2, right? I think he might have... Man. I think he might have even said that in Predator 2. I'm serious. It's pretty bad. We got a guy who's camouflaged. He's killing every one of us. Game over. So then he does Tombstone. Now, Tombstone, I like that movie a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought Kurt Russell was fantastic. Um, Val Kilmer is fantastic. Sam Elliott is pretty good. And Bill Paxton, is he's fine. He doesn't do a whole lot. I forgot Powers Booth was in that movie. Anyway... He does whatever. Then he does True Lies where he's this slimy used car salesman and he is perfect for that role. Absolutely. <laughs> I, pee, I pee myself when I get nervous and he pees himself in front of him. He's like, I got a little dick. Like, I love it, right? So he's great in True Lies because he's this weenie of a character. Then he does Apollo 13, which I'm going to be honest, I think is probably his best role Yeah, he's ever done, honestly. Like it's not great, but it's a good role. Or but, the best one he's done. And, and I the think, movie makes up for it. You're right. Yeah. I think great director in Ron Howard. I think Ron Howard, though Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code are bad movies. I still think he's a great a great director. Um, and that movie was amazing. I love that movie. And being fl- stuck in a cabin with Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon maybe just made him better for that movie because I thought he was really good in it. Um, Twister, he's whatever. He's he's fine. He's it's not a you know whatever. He's not a good actor. He's not a good actor. He's not in that movie. But again, in that movie, he just has to be. Again, that movie they surround him with good actors. Did you know Philip Seymour Hoffman was in Twister? Yeah, wasn't he yeah. a, r- a rival uh, no, weather guy? No, no, no. That was um, I unlike other Robin Hood speak with a br- British accent. That was uh, Carrie Elwes. Uh, was the rival, but no, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, dude, we're gonna go into the suck zone, man. He's that guy. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, and then he's in, and then he does Titanic, which he's really bad in Titanic. Uh, again, oh, yeah. good movie, bad. Movie. Again, yeah. Mighty Joe Young, I don't even remember him in that movie. He does this movie. He was the gorilla, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He was great <laughs> as the gorilla. <laughs> uh, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Game over, man. <laughs> Jeez, really? Um, Hatfield and McCoy's, him and uh, Kevin Costner, he was all right in that. I watched that. It was fine. Agents- no, but you know what? Yeah, I got to agree. That, but that was a weird miniseries. I don't know. Yeah. That was, that was a really good miniseries. It was a really oh, good yeah, miniseries. And he was good in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then he was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has John Garrett. He was fine. No. And then I don't even remember him and Edge of Tomorrow, which I love that movie, but I don't even remember him from that. Uh, oh, wait, that's right. He was the drill sergeant. Oh, right, right. He was the drill yeah, sergeant. Yeah, he was the jerk drill sergeant. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I can't buy him as that either, truth be told. Oh, but I love that movie. Um, oh, I love that movie too. It's great. And then now he's filming something. In a, he's doing a new TV show called Training Day. That's right. Wait, the Denzel Washington thing? Yep. 
training day, and it's him and Justin Cornwell. Isn't so, he a singer? I don't. I don't know. Maybe Justin. Like all the all Michael. the little all the like teenage girls like him. Really? No, that's so. Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Uh, he's not done a whole lot, this guy. So, <laughs> mm. this uh, Justin kid. So basically, Justin is going to be the Ethan Hawke character, and Bill Paxton is going to be the. Still haven't seen that movie. It's on my wish oh, list. Oh man, dude. Yeah. That's that's Antoine Fuqua, the the director. Uh, that's one of his best films, if not his best film. That movie is fantastic, and you will at the end of that movie despise. Denzel Washington. But I like Denzel. You will not in this movie. Just saying. Not a spoiler. Just saying. Okay. So my point is, Bill Paxton has had a long career of shit roles and has had basically one good movie where I thought he was good in, and that was Apollo 13. So there you go. Do we mention how bad he sucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt bad for the guy in the water that drowned. He was uh, stuck to the uh, the stretcher. I felt bad. Oh for that yeah, guy. what a terrible. I noticed that. It's like the first time I think I really noticed that this time too. Uh, what a terrible way to die. So. That has to, yeah right. I mean the, the homeboy gets shot and that's bad enough. Yeah. And then he's got to drown. Yeah. In a way that you can't save yourself, like you're stuck to the thing. Yeah, strapped to it. You yeah. could kind of swim with your chin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's called swimming. I think that's it's called just, nodding really yeah, fast. It's splashing water with your chin. You can do that in a swimming pool, but that's about it. Are <laughs> uh, you ready for some clippy clips? Let's do it. All right. Here's the good old southern garbage. What's the meaning of this, Sergeant? You the senior mayor? That's right. I'm the XO of the S33. These men have a 48-hour liberty pass. No, sir. Not no more. Because I'm military police and I ain't got no education. Okay, bad acting. That actor though, he does uh, a lot of film crew, or he's done like really good movies, but as like film crew, not actor. So there's a reason. Um, I I label this all the way. I can't remember what this was. Oh, this is Bill Paxton. There you go. I needed some Bill Paxton just to piss off Sam. So here's uh, 15 seconds of Bill Paxton. How deep does this thing go? Oh, she'll go all the way to the bottom. But we don't stop her. Normally we try not to get below 150 feet. Any deeper, the leaks overwhelm the pumps. These S-boats are antiques. Older than most of the crew. <laughs> it's like, he says, oh, she'll go all the way to the bottom if we don't stop her. And then he looks over at Bon Jovi like, hey, did you see that joke I just did? That was a good joke, right? That's pretty funny, because I'm the captain and you have to laugh. You know. Anyway, dumb. Dumb joke. Here we go. I wish Corny was here just for this one. Number 10, there you go. Having a good night? Uh-huh. You ain't gonna be none too happy y'all lost this boat lucky number eight. Now let's go. It's your first time looking at a black man, ain't it? Get used to it. Let's go. Get over here. Now, if Corny were here, and I'm putting words in his mouth, but I would bet you he'd make the joke that that's what he said to his in-laws when he first met them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I I did not get permission to say that joke, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Oh, uh, poor Corny. Now, wait a minute. Since I'm representing Corny, I did take some notes. 
I do need you to understand that the black man was not the first one to die, and he survived to the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like almost an anti-trope that he's, he lived the entire time. You know what I'm saying? The whole entire time. And he was cooking awesome. eggs the whole entire way. Yep. Uh, I already played this one, but I'm going to play it again because it's funny. Portside deals with the good news. Where the crowd's head wrenching on didn't know pissing head from his sister's titty. I think I can fix it. Maybe I'll keep that one and add it along outside of uh Ditch. There you go, so we'll have some of that. Um here we go. Something about understand. Ooh, this is forty eight seconds. This was long. Okay, here we go. This whole thing is crazy. Oh. Okay, now I remember. Okay. So um I captured this for two reasons. One, because it's Harvey Keitel being awesome, and two, it kind of pissed me off because the the, the I think the kind of the impactful lines of the of dialogue are said off screen as we're looking at Matthew McConaughey's reaction, so you can't hear them very well, which is kind of frustrating. But anyway, uh, it's 40, 48 seconds of uh, Harvey Keitel being uh, great. This whole thing is crazy. I'm just gonna lie over the typewriter. It's not a typewriter. Hell, my name. It's got buttons like a typewriter. Navy says it's more important than you, him, me, fine. We're gonna die trying. That ain't crazy. That's our job. Well, what I don't seem to understand, Chief, is how come you're not in charge? Scott about his dog room was kicking Tyler out of the Navy anyway, and everybody here knows that. You just do that shit right now, Sailor. Stand. There you go. He was he was the badass of the movie. I wanted him to be my CO. Well, most yeah. most chief of the boats are that they have to be right because they're the old grizzled crew. Because the chief is always the crew, right? They're not they're they're the non commissioned officers of the navy, right? They are not officers, right? They didn't go to officer candidate school. Um, and but they are enlisted men who have gone on and have been successful in their career, and they're usually these grizzled old veterans, like the Sam Elliott character was in um, uh, We Were Soldiers, the Sergeant Major. So everybody respects him, right? Because he's lived through it, right? So Kaitel is the same thing, and he's great, and I love it. So, um, and Bill Paxton just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> in case I haven't mentioned that, I don't know if I wanted to throw that one in there or not. No, I appreciate that you uh, okay. keep bringing that up. Yeah. Um, it's good that he didn't say that line. Yeah. That'd have um, been forty-five seconds of suck ass. Yeah. Ooh. No one and no one wants that. Nobody uh, wants that. Um. But no, I just you know I I thought he was Kaitel was great and he's intense right like that intro that I played he's just got this intensity about him that is just um it's really cool i liked him um here you go see that structure topside just after the flying bridge with the big antenna sticking out of it yes sir that's the radio shack there you go there's your radio shack <laughs> yep um people with the little red shirts and the tags on yeah you know milling about and all of a sudden they get blown up poor people i <laughs> know right they're just trying to sell you an iPhone, and all of a sudden, huh. boom. Hi there. Um, do you need help with your router installation? Yeah. Yes, I need a power cord. 
What about an Ethernet cable? <laughs> Did you try to reboot the system first? <laughs> uh, one star review. I'm still from in high school. Radio Shack employees. Uh, and uh, this is seven seconds of really bad Matthew McConaughey acting. You're gonna go back down in that field. You're gonna do your job, sailor. That's bad. <laughs> but it was still better than Bill Paxton. <laughs> Uh, Did I mention that? Yes, you have. <laughs> thanks, thanks, JP. Uh, okay. Oh, damn. Here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> I don't know why, but that just made me laugh. <laughs> I've played that clip 42 times, and it still makes me laugh. Trivia, a History Channel review of the movie, in which aired soon after its release, included a German World War II U-boat commander. At the end of the show, he was asked for his opinion of the authenticity, authenticity, I can read, of the movie. His response, quote, They got one thing right in the movie. There were U-boats in the North Atlantic during the Second World War, end quote. <laughs> so, Andrew, if that answers your question about yes, it does. how accurate this movie was, uh, I already mentioned that one. For Yo, haters going to hate. Uh, yeah. For authenticity, the stage crew made a working submarine for filming in the Mediterranean off Malta. During production, an American warship appeared and was so taken in by the Nazi submarine that they actually sent an armed team to board it. That's awesome if that's real. <laughs> I just would love that. Like some captain is on this boat and all of a sudden he sees it and he goes, wait, is that a Nazi U-boat? You better go find out if that's an actual, like... You know, maybe they didn't think it was Nazis, but maybe they thought well, it was pirates you know, or something. Well, you know, when you see a Nazi ship of any kind, a spaceship from the moon, you're going to have to investigate. Mm -hmm. You know? You know there's going to be spies on board. That's right. Yeah. Um, I said that one in the original script when Tyler, oh yeah, is thoughtfully looking at the pictures of the German submarine's mess. He recognizes the prisoner wearing a captain's uniform. Okay, so there you go. Uh, so that's that. So this is 16-year-old, this movie. So we can play the uh, the recasting game real quick if we want to. Uh, who would we get to do this movie now? Um, Bill Paxton. <laughs> just let him oh, die yeah. again? Let him do all parts. No, oh, oh. Absolutely. No, I don't like that at all. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is the captain. I... I think there's actually there's 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 probably a height and weight restriction that he would not like I don't think he could fit in a submarine. They could have used him as a torpedo. <laughs> they just shoot him out and he just punches the other boats until they until they sink. <laughs> I like this idea. Uh who could we do? Um I think one of the Hemsworths would be okay. As uh Yeah. Ooh. Maybe Liam. Yeah, what about um Chris is not we're done. Joe Pesci. What about uh What 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 about uh <laughs> Take a dive, dive. <laughs> what do you say? Take a dive. Um You looking at me? Take a dive. What about uh Andrew Garfield as the young captain? Oh young. yeah. Or Dave Franco? Dave Who's Dave Franco? Dave Franco. It's James Franco's brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he was, in the. He was um, in now you see me. Now you see me movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen him in anything but those movies. But maybe he has the chops for it. Who's Who's uh, Who's our grizzled um, uh, chief of the boat? 
John Stamos. Hasselhoff. John Stamos is anything but grizzled. He like <laughs> he is this <laughs> sexy, suave fifty-five year old. Like, you know, he's Okay, fine. Dave Coulier. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't want him doing shadow puppets on the walls and stuff. <laughs> you watching Fuller House or something? Just get the whole cast of Full House on the on the U boat. Oh, there you go. Full boat. Call it full boat. Yeah. The Olsen twins. You know, they could be the uh, the engine room engineers. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe a Tom Hanks. There you go. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't know. If, is he grizzled? Can he be grizzled? Tom Hanks can do any damn thing that he wants well, to do. Well, you're, you're, right. you're very true on that. Um, or Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> um, Tom Hardy? Kurt Douglas. Uh, uh, Ooh, Kirk Douglas. That's interesting. He's he might be too old to, though to play. To Isn't play he the part. one that just turned hundred? Is that yeah. why I'm remembering that name? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you okay. said Kirk Douglas. My brain went to Michael Douglas, who is also too oh. old. How about Sean Connery? Uh, yeah, he's not coming out of retirement. He's been in a boat before. Yes, he, he was. A, yes, he, he was embarrassed. Yeah, he was a, he was a pretty good captain, if I remember right. Yeah. Crimson Tide, right? No. Ooh. Hunt for Red October. Our, nah, our third yeah, yeah, episode yeah, yeah, yeah. and most Den, listened was it Denzel to. was in Crimson Tide. Crimson yeah. Tide. Yeah. yeah, Denzel was Crimson Tide. Oh, what about Gene Hackman? Uh, he might be too old too. Gene Hackman could be the the actual the the captain who dies. Bob Saget. <laughs> Again with the Full House. Anyway, what, <laughs> no, it, what involves Bill do- Paxton needs to be the one that dies. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So bring yes. him back. Oh, what about uh, Jared Leto? As I'm looking at him in the Joker from the Suicide Extended Cut, owned now on Blu-ray. As the grizzled captain? No, no, no. Jared Leto was the young captain. Oh. Mm. No? No. Okay. No. We should find a way to get Margot Robbie on a boat. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. we can. And it's awfully hot on those boats. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, soundtrack grade, I gave it just typical military, you know, drums and whatever. It was it was good. Mm. There was some uh, some moments where when they were... Um, when they when they got on the German boat and they were figuring things out and they were diving, Sarah looks at me and goes, "That's pretty epic music for just them going under the water." I'm like, "Hello." Well, ha- have you ever gone under the they're water? They're going under the water in a boat which which they read none of the language and is kind of jacked up. So it's actually kind of impressive that they were able to do that. Which her response was a roll, an eye roll, and a fine. So. Oh, speaking of which, that was something that the wife brought up while she was watching the movie. She was like, "It," and I guess, what else do you do? But, like, they're under the water, and they're raining down the depth charges, and everybody's looking up. Mm-hmm. Like, you see nothing but the same shit that you would see if you look down. It's just <laughs> metal all around you, but they're all looking up like they can see something, or like they right. know that it's coming from the sky, you know? Yeah, yeah and I, I'm, I'm trying to think what I would do in that situation as well. I'd, I'd probably like close my eyes really hard, kind of like you're, you know, tensing up or something yeah. during that, that position, or, or but maybe I mean, get somebody or read a, yeah. read a book or something. I mean, or if you, like, you if, you, <laughs> if you jump at the right time, everything else moves around you. Yeah, and you right? are perfectly still. Yeah, the and elevator you come trick? back down totally okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's how it works. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think reading a book is gonna work either. That, that captain <laughs> might be kind of pissed. Um, I feel like you guys just described an acid trip. Or something. <laughs> yeah, right. 
But I mean, um, while you're waiting to die, you might as well read the manual, maybe to the boat. You know, <laughs> we'll maybe learn some German while you're sitting there waiting to implode. I, uh, I, I honestly, I think I would do what they were doing, looking up, because like if you're in your house and you hear a thunderstorm and you hear a crack of thunder, you look up. It's just kind of go to the window. They right. should have went to the windows. They you you go to the more. window and look up. Like they don't have windows to look up, <laughs> so they just look up. I, Could they have taken turns looking through the uh, periscope? I think that's kind of reserved for the captain. I don't think oh. that would work down there. Would it, when it's underwater, it would just let water into the boat. That's why you put your fingers in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's a leak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just uh, keep your finger there for the rest of the way. I'm sure it'll be mm. fine. That that's what happened to the Dutch submarines. Oh yeah, with the they all had uh, little, little guys with fingers. <laughs> but that's how they propel fingers. themselves yes. is everybody moves their finger at the same uh, same direction. Yep. You couldn't do the Dutch down there with their wooden shoes when they too much noise <laughs> yeah. while they were yeah. running around on the click metal clack, planks. Click clack, click clack. Yeah. Well, and that was well, something too, right? They're all whispering like, Shh, "Quiet, we can't say anything." Okay, open the hatches for the torpedo tubes. <laughs> And I'm like, they didn't hear that. Like, come on now. (laughs) Don't forget to mention, too, the the radar guy was like, you know, everybody's silent. I think I hear two things dropping in the water. (laughs) I hear two things dropping in the water. Did you hear me? Do I need to repeat myself? Two things dropping in the water. (laughs) Fire up the diesel engines as quiet as possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that was one thing that I was curious about because every other submarine movie that I've seen, serious or not, uh, there has always been a moment where they're all right, complete silence. You know, they shut the engines off and no one speaks or moves. And I thought I was waiting for that moment in this movie. And even though they were whispering, it was rather loud whispers. Well, I, I think we can, we can say to that effect that, one, 1940-somethings hydrophones were probably not nearly as sophisticated as what we have now. So, you know, movies like Crimson Tide or Hunt or any of the other uh, newer ones, you know, um, where you can actually listen to things in the ocean, you know, and I, I would bet um, that then whispering would probably be okay. But to JP's point about them making all the noise with the torpedoes, I'm trying to think, though, did they ever, like, they don't think they did anything. They weren't doing anything mechanical while trying to be silent, but um, I don't know, whatever. Uh, are we ready to do top three? All right. All right, okay, <laughs> sure. No, yeah, anyway? No, no, no. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not. Okay. Well, of course, we're going to do top three submarine movies. Um, I have a pretty good feeling that all of us are going to say at least one of the movies. All of us are going to have at least the same uh, uh, movie in our top three, I would bet. But we will see. We will see. Uh, Andrew, sir, you are up. I just want to say to all our listeners out there, all seven of you, uh, we've gained like three. Um (laughs) <laughs> when we were talking about what our top three was going to be, Sean did get a chubby when we said we were going to do submarine movies. <laughs> yes, he did. So you know, yeah. he was, was his, his, his face got flushed. Matthew McConaughey. 
Yeah. If if you thought Sean was red before, he was red. Let me tell you. How red was he? Yeah, he was, was so red. Was I all red? Even <laughs> he was all red. <laughs> These are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. These are the jokes. There's somebody okay. out there right now going, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to the beginning of the episode. All right, go ahead. All right, sorry, top three Ooh. submarine movies. Whoa, what's going on? Oh, oh, hang in there. Start again. In your Terminator voice. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Your, your internet just got all weird and crusty. Nice. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. top three submarine movies. Am I still there? Yeah. A good? You're fine, dude. Go ahead. All right. Uh, number three, Crimson Tide. All right. Which uh, I was in fifth grade when that movie came out, and I believe it was the second R-rated movie that I was allowed to watch, but I actually went to the theater to see this, and uh, I think my parents did not realize that it was R-rated when we went, because we went with a couple of our family friends, and I remember my mother putting her hands over my ears in several scenes. Hmm. Uh, you know, what she could predict, anyway. Uh, so that's number three. Number two, Down Periscope. Nice. Yeah, uh, very funny movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I kind of want to do that for the podcast. I know it's a comedy, um, but I kind of want to do that for the show. Comedy's yeah. against the rules. Well, no, it's not against the rules. It's just sometimes it's hard to to review comedies because they're being intentionally dumb at things. And so you're like, yeah. hey, that's kind of dumb, but that was the point, you know. But Kelsey Grammer is hilarious. He really is. And I, I really just, for the simple fact, I want the rip-torn line where he says, Damn it to hell, don't think like a, don't, or don't go by the book, think like a pirate. I want a man with a tattoo on his dick. If I got it right, man, <laughs> by some strange coincidence you do, sir. So I just, I want that in my audio <laughs> file. Anyway, sorry, Andrew. All right, and I think we're probably all in agreement on this. Number one, the hunt for Red October. Yeah. Oh, mm, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, and Down Periscope is not streaming on the Netflix. Uh, uh, JP, about called you corny. JP. Um, I would say Crimson Tide would be number three. Number two would be Hunt for Red October. Mm. But. Das Boot was freaking amazing. You know, it's on my list of shame. <gasps> no. I have, not, I have not seen Das Boot. No. Oh, man. And I mean, it, it's like, even in, it has a German title. I can't believe I've never seen it. <laughs> it is ridiculously, like, gripping. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, very good. Uh, yep. Sam. All right. To number three, I have uh, Crimson Tide. Okay. Number two, I have The Abyss. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And number one, I have Jurassic Park. No, uh, <laughs> Hunt for Red October. <laughs> you almost had me for a second. I was like, wait, what? How was he going to spin this? I tried. I tried. I thought maybe the lawyer swimming around in the T-Rex stomach is a kind <laughs> of a submarine. <laughs> or a submarine. But, uh, yeah. 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 So, and it was raining pretty actually, hard Sam, when, the, when actually, the car. Sam, you ready for this? I would bet that at the end of Jurassic Park 3, when the, the entire <laughs> army invades the beach, there's probably a submarine out there. Well, and you got to think, too, in Jurassic Park 3, when um, 
the boat was attacked going down the river. Yeah. No, technically that boat was kind of a submarine, but I hate that movie so much. Actually, wouldn't I, the dinosaur be the submarine in that case? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were all in a cage, you know? That's kind of like uh, the people in the boat, you know, sinking in the submarine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we... Could we have thrown Men of Honor in there? Were they technically submarines? They were submerged in metal? Well, know. they... They weren't considered submariners. They were considered navy divers. <sighs> um, I tried. That, that is a good movie. Uh, one of my favorite Cuba Gooding Jr. movies. Uh, but no, my number three. You want to see them? Yeah. So my number three is Down yep. Periscope. Two is Crimson Tide. Number one is Hunt for October. Um, Crimson Tide was, I think, the first or second soundtrack I ever purchased. Because Hans Zimmer floored me in that movie. Oh, yeah. Just floored me. I still me. listen to that soundtrack oh, once in a while. It's amazing. They get the it's Navy great. choir to sing the Navy hymn in mm -hmm. the movie when the boat is slowly sinking, about getting ready to hit crushed up. Yep. Oh, it just gives me chills. It's just fantastic. Fan flipping tastic. All yeah, right. Man. Out of 10. Here we go. Um, uh, yeah, out of 10. Andrew, you're out of 10, sir. All right. I will, uh, uh, like I said, I liked the movie uh, for what it was. And uh, now that I have a little bit more background on the historical accuracy, I like it a little bit less. Uh, but I, I still, for what it was, was a pretty decent movie. I'm going to say, uh, let's say a 6.2 semen out of 10. <laughs> okay uh jp in for corny um i mean it was good i wouldn't say it was great but for obvious reasons i'm gonna give it a 5.71 oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. oh you're so funny james <laughs> i just thought i'd throw that out there right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously pretty tired because it took me a whole 15 seconds to figure out what you I still think there. Sam hasn't quite got it yet. <laughs> are, you, are you with us now, Sam? Yeah, I'm okay, here. Can okay. you hear me? No, oh, we can hear you. I just wanted to make sure you got the joke. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Good job, James. Uh, yeah. Sam? I, uh, I'll i say a sex punt fumf. Uh, <laughs> what? I can't type fumf. In the in the in numbers. Six bleep it out. Yeah, just bleep it out. Do I need to bleep that? Six point five. Yeah. Oh. Six point five. It's pretty good. It's a fun little if you if you don't know the real history, um, it's a fun little movie. Interesting little twists in there. Um so yeah, it's it's a good good little phlegm. All right. <laughs> a, a good little phlegm? <laughs> it's a good little phlegm. <laughs> oh, I I've had a cold last week and a half. I understand about good phlegm. Yeah, me too. Uh, um uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, mm, uh, I'm gonna just give it a six point two five torpedoes. We need to get out of the boat before they blow the boat up. Um, I like the movie. Uh, it, it, it's always kept me entertained. Um, I like the sea warfare. I like the the World War II ness of it. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey has many years to go before we think of him as a good actor. In this movie, obviously Har Harvey Keitel is the best part of this movie by far, um, and 
but it's a fine movie. It's a fine film, and I I'm actually kind of sad the director's kind of gone by the wayside. I wish he can do more stuff, but Terminator Three probably kind of killed his career. I probably would have given it like a five point seven two if Bill Paxton wasn't in it. No, oh, okay. Did I mention how bad he sucks? Well, <laughs> I think you might have. I can't remember. We'll have to go I don't back and, if I brought and that up. listen write to all down. of the audio tapes. So yeah, write it down. I will do that. Um, that's <laughs> that's that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening to our show. Um, um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so. Before I do our full outro here, uh, next week, so we had something else, and I forgot what it was already, was not streaming. So then the next movie on the list also wasn't streaming. So I decided to um, pull up from the bench, so to speak. Uh, It was actually, we weren't going to watch it until sometime in February or January, but I'm just going to go ahead and basically make December our World War II Appreciation Month for whatever reason. So next week we're doing Saving, Pri- Saving Private Ryan. Um, so if you've not watched that movie, the first 15 minutes are pretty brutal. So mm-hmm. tuck in. Not one for the children. Um, so just uh, just giving you a heads up there if you've not watched it before. So Saving Private Ryan is next week. The great Spielberg movie. I'm very much looking forward to it because I have not watched it in its entirety in probably 10 years. And maybe more. So, looking forward to that. Uh, with that all having been said, uh, hey JP, thank you so much for filling in. We really appreciate. Yeah, man, that's been great. Yeah, appreciate the the invite. Absolutely. So next week, Corny will be back. He will be joining us for our um, uh, movie that is you uh, saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's right. And then the week after that, which will technically already have passed Christmas, um, but we will be doing Gremlins as kind of our Christmas movie. We were requested to do Gremlins. so um, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen Gremlins in a long time. Yeah, I haven't either. So we'll be doing Gremlins. Uh, there's some other good stuff coming up. Um, uh, some new stuff has hit uh, Netflix. Um, so we've got some new things coming up. If you have anything you want us to do, if you see something on Netflix or Amazon streaming, or those only two that we really do anything from, feel free to send us an email to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Um, of course you can. And English, English people, those British folks over there, send your hate mail to, uh, to Sean. Uh. Remember all the horrible things he said. Yeah, and again... That, that was actually Sam. Yeah. So that would be Sam Vector at I am a douchebag, uh, <laughs> dot com. So uh, you really need to change that email address. Anyway, I should yeah. Yeah, apparently. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty rough. Uh, you get a lot of porn uh, uh, requests in there, don't you? Uh, that's fine. Uh, anyway, so listen for next week uh, and to, to our English or our British friends. Again, we're sorry that we uh, we we try to steal everything. By we, of course, I mean Hollywood, not the four of us. We're awesome people. Um, sorry. Uh, leave us a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We really need you to, to, to leave us reviews. Um, they kind of help us with uh, um, funding and things like that when it comes to sponsorships and stuff like that. So please help us out there. Leave us reviews. We really, really need them. Visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. 
where you can see past episodes and laugh at us as we, you know, were hilarious in other episodes, but not this one. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And, of course, like I said, you send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. And, uh, again, thanks so much for uh, JP for filling in. That was a lot of fun. So on behalf of Corny, who will be back next week, uh, Andrew, JP, Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. Have a good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. I was excited.